Hello and thank you for downloading episode number 49 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Al. I'm Anton. Yeah, and we are back for another episode, the second one in 2020, the second one of season two as well. And uh, there's been a lot happening in terms of our Patreon. We've had people getting in touch, people supporting us. We've had some new reviews in, and it's really just been quite a lovely week, Alistair. It's been a fantastic start to 2020. Thank you so much to everybody who's um, who's been supporting us in one way or another, whether it is telling your friends, whether it's giving us reviews on iTunes, or indeed becoming a supporter on Patreon. We've had a few new Patreons this week. In fact, yeah, it's kept us busy, Anton. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, the first one obviously was tons of fun. We had all the news to catch on, but now that we're just getting back into the rhythm of it, it's 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 fun. It's nice. Yeah, it's, it's comfortable. <laughs> it feels like we're really back into it now this week. Because last year, last week felt a bit like, hey, here's the start of a new season. It's a new year. Lots to tell you about. Now we're really back into it. And what I'm going to do before we start with this week's news, um, I'm going to read some of the new reviews we've had in. So we had two reviews on our Apple Podcast reviews. We're now up to 42. Uh, five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, which is fantastic. And I know a lot of people don't use Apple Podcasts as their podcatcher, so that's really good because I think a, a few people might even go on there and specifically leave us a, a review on there. I think it's the only one that really gives you reviews, Al- Alistair. It's the only, uh, one, it's the only one that I've found. I think we questioned whether yeah. we could do it on um, Spotify, Spotify yeah. but I don't think we ever actually found a way of doing it. Yeah, um, but we've had a couple of new ones. So first of all, thank you to Scotty M, who said, the, the best Nintendo Switch podcast in the... And then, unfortunately, um, there's not enough characters to show the rest of the title. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say universe. That's what I'm gonna say. I like it. That's looking uh, big. Fancy. <laughs> uh, and the review says I'm only aware of a handful of Nintendo Switch podcasts, and I've only come across two that I follow and listen to on each episode release. And this is the best out of the two. If you're not convinced, well, you should be. Perhaps give it a listen for yourself. What's stopping you? I think that's a fantastic review. So thank you so much to Scotty M. Alistair, who, by the way, is one of our new patrons. Really? Oh, yes. that's fantastic. Oh, so, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. So thanks, Scotty M. In fact, actually, can I run through our other two patrons while we're on the road? All right, go on then. Yeah. Yeah, so can, we, can, we also, can we also thank Souls Like Gamer? Woohoo! Yep. Uh, Woohoo! And Darren Reeds, who's become our uh, third patron of the week. Woohoo! There Woohoo! we go. Um, and actually, we got a message from Darren, which I'm going to come on to in a minute as we well. Did, so yeah. We'll always give you a mention. Um, and we had this discussion earlier, Anton, about whether we should run through every name every single week of the patrons, uh, Patreons. But I thought I think that the idea being that hopefully we will, you know, grow that and maybe they'll get to a point where people get fed up of us saying woohoo every single week to every single person so for the moment we'll mention the new ones but now and then I might sort of just randomly throw in a thank you to everybody individually are you happy with that? I, I, of course you know it's uh, it's incredible that we are getting the support it's, it still seems crazy to me yeah exactly like, we started this to just have some fun and then people are actually listening what universe is this? <laughs> I know, absolutely. Well, it's fantastic and it's really helping us to to make plans for this year and beyond. So our other review we got uh, this week uh, is Feels Like Chatting to Your... And I think from memory it's Friends. I think, I, 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 unfortunately, again, on my phone... They do get cut off, don't they? Yeah, it's really weird <laughs> and there's no sort of option to sort of open that out. Anyway, the review says, uh, this is from Pretty... Dot odd one, uh, which I love that name. I think that's fantastic. So reading the review, it says, I must admit, I'm a bit of a recluse, so I'm choosy about my podcasts. Stumbled, stumbled across these guys about six months ago, and this has become my favourite podcast. I look forward to hearing their opinions each week. They give excellent breakdowns, and it's a great way to keep in touch with what's coming out without spending hours scrolling through the Switch shop. Friendly, funny, and charming bunch of guys. Genuinely feels like hanging out with your best mates. Thank you so much for all the entertainment you give, and I'll definitely be joining your Patreon soon. Uh, thank you so much 
much to Pretty Odd 1. I think that's a really nice review, Anton. Oh, definitely. And uh, obviously, no pressure to join the Patreon, but it's the support is greatly appreciated. And yeah. we've been doing a, a couple of stuff over there and people seem to be enjoying it, which is quite fun. We had the last call, uh, which seemed to went over quite well. Yeah, so the last call episode is the one that pat- patrons will get every... Wednesday-ish, uh, so during the weekend, we record it right after this podcast, and it's us talking about random stuff. Um, uh, we will try and sort of give you a flavour at some point, maybe post a clip up somewhere so people know what they can expect if they sign up. And then, of course, this week, Anton and I will be recording a, an episode where we look at the releases, and again, that's for the patrons on the the SNES tier as well. So we'll be looking at the the upcoming releases for the next couple of weeks or so, and dive sort of delving into them a little bit further, Anton. Oh, definitely. It's it's an exciting time, 2020. I, I think it's the year of Switch, the, the second 2017. <laughs> it is. Were you going to say something else? You looked like you were about to say uh, something. I was just saying, I'm looking forward to listening to that too, because I'm not going to be a part of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, you won't be in, involved in that. Well, occasionally we might invite you, if you're very lucky. Uh, next up, we have a message which we got actually from Darren Reed, who signed up as a, a Patreon. So thank you so much, Danny. He says, hi guys. Uh, right, so I just discovered your podcast today and was instantly taken with it. I love the chat. You guys all sound really nice and genuine and the sound quality is better than a lot of other podcasts out there. I have a Switch on pre-order. It's the Redbox version 2, which will be my second Switch as I had to sell my original about eight months ago, but all is good again and I cannot wait until January the 25th when it's due to arrive. This podcast is perfect for immersing myself into fantastic Nintendo topics uh, while I'm at work. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to show my gratitude for all your efforts by way of a small donation here's to super 2020 i have to say um we really appreciate that um show of gratitude from darren alistair we really do particularly uh, as you've just found us darren that, that is a yeah. huge um how do what's the best word to put it a huge it's a sign of confidence it is it's us, an ego boost I guess. For yeah, it's, well, it's yeah. an ego boost too but it's, it, it is absolutely but it's a it's a sign of confidence that we're going to keep actually you know producing the goods because you know if he's just discovered us then um you know there's a lot more to come this year and there's also some previous episodes that he'll be able to sort of check out particularly if there's one of the titles that catches his eye indeed we're obviously making a first good impression can i uh, can i cover a piece of listener mail we got you this week can as well? what have you got of we course, got, we got query this week oh yeah we don't often get queries we've got a query this week yeah um the query was um relating to the dlc on pokemon sword and shield mm-hmm. we talked about last week uh, and uh, the question came through asking if you have sold on your copy of Pokemon Sword and Shield, can you still play the DLC? Okay. Um, we have scoured the internet, haven't we? We've <coughs> yeah. scoured the internet deeply, can't find the answer, but the three of us are all very much the opinion that the answer will be no. Yeah, that was my thoughts, Anton, but what's, yeah. what's your take on it? I think lo- looking at Nintendo's previous track le- records, if it's not marketed as standalone, kind of like Super Luigi U, you will need the original game uh, to play it, which it's a real shame because usually with a lot of games, they're like, we will be doing DLC eventually. Uh, this one, uh, Pokemon, they don't traditionally do DLC, so it, it really sucks if you've sold it already. Uh, but sadly, you'll need to try and hunt down a, a cheap copy before the DLC drops. Yeah, well, I, I would have I would have thought that it's unlikely that Nintendo are going to sort of give you it as an extra anyway. So yes, I think you'll have to go and get that copy. Um, one thing I wanted to mention as well before we get started, uh, we mentioned last week that Helen Sheridan was our winner on the Tetris 99 giveaway competition. And uh, just as we suspected might happen, Helen's, uh, Helen's actually based in the United States. So fantastic Ooh. that we have uh, uh, somebody in, in the US winning that competition. But we did say on Twitter it was worldwide. We made that decision just because 
well, somebody asked us and we said, yeah, why not? Let's do worldwide. So well done to Helen. We'll, we might well do another competition at some point later in the year as well. Um, I'm going to run through afterwards all the places you can get us, but we're not going to do that now because I think it's time that we move on. Uh, and first of all, before we start with this week's news, let's talk about what we've been playing this week. Anton, what have you been playing? Oh, I, I find, I've been playing more Rogue Legacy. But I finally finished it this week. I, I kind of blazed through the last final bosses. I think I was rank or level 183, so I've played a little wow. bit too much of that game, uh, and gave the new game plus game a mode, uh, the new game plus option a go, and it's been quite fun. But uh, outside of that, I haven't played too much. But what is quite funny, um, as I mentioned on the previous podcast, I fixed my Joy-Con drift finally. Yeah, amazing. Which is great because I got Joy-Con drift later again in the week. And then fixed it again, so Ooh. I've been slowly reading up onto it, and it's it's fun to kind of obviously it's like a big drama, and everybody talks about it as a kind of big throwaway term for a couple different issues there, and it's kind of been interesting having to diagnose and then kind of come up with cheeky wee solutions to get around it. Ooh, I feel some last call uh, topics coming along here. Yeah. We, need to chat, we need to chat about this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, that could be something that we could find out more about the inner workings of Joy-Cons and well, things. I know, that sounds really geeky, but I'm interested in that. Yeah, I'm interested for... Can we, if we're doing it in last call, can we keep it to two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Because <laughs> that's about my limit. Uh, Alistair, what have you been playing this I, week? I'm going to give, I think, the same answer I did last week in that I've been playing a bit more golf story, getting towards the end. I'm now, oh, yeah. I'm now a pro. Good. That's all I'm going to say, I'm going to pro. Right. Uh, oh, nice. And I spent a lot of time playing Luigi's Mansion 3. Well, you need to get to Sports Story. That's why you need to finish it. So before one of the reasons why story. I remember to pick it back up again. <laughs> Where are you in Luigi's Mansion? Because uh, I haven't played since we last spoke. I'm on the... I've just finished eight floor and I've got, okay. got finally um, got the ninth button again. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all I'm okay. going to say. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, he's he's got really sort of stumbly fingers, doesn't he, Luigi? I mean, that's, I'll definitely say that of the game. Anyone that's played it will know what we're talking about. I'm on floor 11, but I haven't played in a week, so... Um, uh, so what have you been playing then, Mike? Well, I've been playing a bit more Valhalla, so I've been a cyberpunk bartender um, a little bit. Uh, to be honest, anybody that's on our... Uh, one of our patrons who has me on their Switch will know I haven't really been playing an awful lot this week but I've been playing Rocket League I've kind of fallen into that kind of late night oh you know I want to play something but I'm quite tired oh, I'll have a couple of games of Rocket League and then end up playing double the amount of Rocket League I would have if <laughs> yeah. I had just played another game and I'm sure you're the same when you pick up certain oh, games Anton yeah completely with Rogue Legacy as soon as I finished it I'm like that's me done 30 hours that's enough I've completed the main campaign I don't need to do the new game plus and then I've got minutes where I'm like you know I could kill like 8 minutes I don't want to play something new and have to get into it and then I pick it up I'm like oh, why am I doing this to myself I have so many games to be playing <laughs> I tell you what I did pick up this week though in the sale is Super Blood Hockey which was down Ooh, yes. to Ooh. about £4 or something is it? Uh, yeah which Actually, is, sorry about that sure that's all I paid for I don't remember yeah, you, you got it on the sale the yeah, first time around good. Uh, Super Blood Hockey is great really excited to play that and there was something else that I picked up really cheap as well um, oh Shakedown Hawaii because I completed Retro Rampage which is like a top down GTA style game in 8-bit this is kind of imagine it was 16-bit Shakedown Hawaii much more advanced a lot of people mm -hmm. think it's it's a much more developed version of Retro Rampage Retro Rampage I think was one of the first games I completed on the Switch um, so Shakedown Hawaii is in the sale right now gets pretty well reviewed and picked that up and I have to say if you are looking for a game I would recommend on the sale a couple of games Gunman Clive is down to about a pound 79 and it's a little platformer um, very well made I paid about the same for it definitely worth that money and the other one to check out in the sale is West of Loathing which oh. is a western RPG but all stick figures there's some DLC you can buy I've not, not played the DLC but I've completed completed the main game and it's one of my favourite 
um, RPGs that I've played on the on the Switch by far. Actually, it's really really good. We've raved about this on the show many times, and I've still yeah. not bought it yet. Yeah. It's four pounds something at the moment on the sale, so mm, I recommend Talk- it. Talking about games we always rave about being on sale, you can currently pick up Astro Bear Party for about 91p. Oh, do it. Uh, which we go on about all the time. I think we gave it the, the Better With Friends Award during our little award ceremony thing. Yeah. And it's 99p. It's You could buy like three cups of coffee for that. That's that's how cheap it is. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Well, you, know, you could buy a third of a cup of coffee, I think, these days in yep, Starbucks. Absolutely. Or, even, or uh, even less, even get just you to be honest. <laughs> you even get you um, I think the um, the interesting thing about that game is that they upgrade. A lot of people maybe missed it, but Astro Bears itself came out, and that was a great little multiplayer game um, that... It's fairly simple, just a few different modes. And then they upgraded it with Party, which is a much more fully-fledged title with many more sort of courses and planets and things you can play in. It's really cool. So, yeah, for that price, there's three games under a tenner, and you're getting three really, really good titles there. So I recommend them all. So there you are. Top tips. Right, let's move on then to this week's news. Tell us what people want to know. So, first off then, Deep Silver have announced Metro Redux. It's coming out on the 28th of February. It includes both Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light for £44. Uh, Anton, not a huge surprise that this has been announced finally. Yeah, I find it funny. We had actually a couple other pieces of rumours during the week being like, yep, it's coming out. I'm like, do I even include it? We, We know it's coming. And then we got the announcement, I think, on Friday. And... I know it's a lot to ask for some older games, but I personally think these games look absolutely stunning. They're critically acclaimed. £22 for a top-notch first-person shooter on Switch? Yeah. I could see this being a clear purchase for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, they're very um, popular games as it is. It's great that we're getting this on the Switch, I think. And, you know, for me, we always talk about quality. If it's quality and it comes across well and it's ported well, it's a good addition. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I, it's a game that I think could look quite good on Switch. I can imagine playing it on the go. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of the shooters out there that you think, would they work on the small screen? I think this one would. Yeah. Uh, well, that is yeah. coming out on the 28th of February. Are there either of you going to be diving into that? Oh, it's the, this first four, four months of the year are very busy, but I think this would be a title if I saw it even for 30 pounds. I, I would be on board. Um, I, with them being seventh generation titles, um even though they push the limits of those consoles, gives me the impression that they're fairly well optimised to begin with. So I think seeing these on the Switch should run fairly smoothly and I'm excited to give it a go because I, I missed on these titles. I never picked them up when they came out, sadly. Yeah, yeah, me too, actually. I'll, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. Next up, Turtle Blaze have announced their new game, Kunai. It's coming out on the 6th of February. It's spelled K-U-N-A-I and it's a Ninja Boss Rush game with an interesting art style. I would say the art style... I think it's quite gorgeous, Alistair. I really like the art style. It's beautiful. It reminds me a bit of a game that was made on the original Nintendo Game Boy. Yes, it it's does. Kind of that colouring, but with a hint of more. <laughs> it also reminds me. There's a couple of titles on the Switch already. Cheaper titles like Awesome P, I think it is, which has a kind of vibe of it. Um, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, Anthony? Do you know that game? I, I, I recall the Awesome P game. Yeah, this this game looked like when I saw like. Oh, another boss rush, super hard game. I was like, eh. But going in there, it looks fairly gorgeous. And I think the gameplay for a boss rush style game doesn't look too uh, kind of pushing you outside your limits. It, it no. looks reasonably accessible for the genre it is. 
it's one of the first of that kind of um, sort of ninja boss rush game that I've looked at on the Switch and gone, yeah, I could probably get into that. It's it's a little bit more, as you say, a little bit more accessible looking, um, really kind of cool pixely art style that, that I know we've got a lot of. But I definitely think this is one to check out. If you are a fan of the genre, then definitely check this out. And even if you're not, I would say just take a look at it. Have a look at the the gameplay. Uh, Next up, another really interesting title that has got me interested because I love the premise of this. Outright Games have announced Gigantosaurus. It's the game which is coming out on the 27th, or Gigantosaurus the game, they've actually called it, in case we didn't know it was a game, because it's literally a game. Uh, It's a game of a book, which tells me a TV show. Oh, that's where the game element comes in. I've read Ah. the book many, many times to myself. Sorry, Dan, I forgot. (laughs) Yes, of course. This is great. So I'll, I'll give you the rest of the description. This makes complete sense as to why Alistair's the expert. So it's a 3D platformer about a preschooler dinosaur going on adventures, features racing and four-player co-op. One for the kids, Alistair, but also one that might be quite good if it's one that your son is aware of. It might be quite a good game for you and him. Well, that's exactly what I thought. When I saw the uh, announcement, I thought, this is one that I'm going to add to my two-purchase list because actually oh, I've been trying to nice. get him playing games recently. Yeah, I went and I bought, that, yeah. um, what was it called, Lego Jurassic World. But yeah. that, thinking that might be a good way. He likes his dinosaurs, he likes mm-hmm. Lego, but he got really frustrated because he couldn't make the character go left, right, forward and back. Okay. That was eluding him. So he's, he's like four and a half. I can't blame him for that. Um, <laughs> but Gigantosaurus the game, I'm thinking this might be a way in. We can yeah, do this. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, it's the kind of title as well that he might be happy even if he is struggling a bit at the start to watch. like to watch the cartoons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he'll be aware of it. Um, Anton, uh, what do you think of this? It's an interesting yeah, title. Yeah, that's yeah, this reminds me of the... Remember when we had that Ice Age game maybe about three months back? Yeah. It, it just... Like, when I saw it, it kind of looked like a, a generic tie-in game, but the quality of tie-in games these days, uh, whether it be this or the Jumanji game that came out, we've just got such saturation of surprisingly well-done titles. Like, even looking back to the Wii U, like, like uh, remember they did that Fast and Furious Showdown game, and you mm-hmm. just look at it and you're like, yeah, that's awful. I, I know that's a tie-in awful game. But this, it's like, there's some fairly convincing stuff about it. Like, if you pitched it with its own art style and its own universe, and we're like, yeah, it's a Banjo-Kazooie successor. Yeah. I would be like, okay, I could get behind that. It's uh, fairly impressed overall, I would say. Yeah, no, Hmm. I would agree. I think it certainly looks fairly strong, Alistair. And can I just point out that I know it's not a Red Dead Redemption or anything, but it's coming out simultaneous release on the Switch and the PS4. Excellent. So, thank you. So it's not even out yet, so that's great. That's fantastic. 27th of March is that date, by the way. Next up, (coughs) excuse me, Hype Train Digital have announced Black Book. Now, this is coming out in 2020. It's an ambitious and gorgeous new card-based RPG. Now, these do have quite a specialist kind of audience. I know there's a big audience for card-based games, RPG elements in this as well. Um, Anton, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I found it interesting. In the the trailer, they show the more kind of cinematic and explorational elements of it. Like, they didn't show off the card-based part of it. Um, So I can't really comment on that aspect of the gameplay. I think that's part of the combat system. But the actual exploration elements of it seem fairly beautiful and kind of, um, as as I put in the note, ambitious almost. Yeah, I I mean, looking at the trailer, the the actual visuals, you wouldn't know, if they didn't have card element in there, you would have absolutely no idea that that was part of it. Now, that could be a great thing in terms of bringing in a new audience. 
or it could be a big mistake if they've gone about this and people expect one thing and then it's something totally different. So I'm in two minds about whether that's the right approach, depending on how much of the game is RPG and how much is card based. Um, but it does look really, really good. And interestingly as well, in the blurb, they've said it's arriving on a Nintendo Switch and other platforms later this year. So that's, you know, Nintendo Switch is definitely their core, what they're looking at, I think. Um, what's your thoughts, Alistair, on watching it? Um, I'm curious to nick the word from Anton, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, visually, it looks a bit like um, Firewatch, but scary and slightly Nordic. I wish that game would come on sale, for goodness sake. I mean, ask, I've been <laughs> I, wanting I, Firewatch I, to come on sale forever. Just, just oh, visually, it's going to be Yeah, I want it. Yeah, are you the yeah. same, Anton, yeah? You've been waiting yeah, for it's, it. Yeah, it's when the, all the Let's Players were playing, and then it came to Switch, and it's just never popped up. Like, I've had it favorited and just been waiting for that email coming in, but it was on does. the US sale at one point, but not the. Oh, it'll not come one day. One. Yeah, it'll but, be with us one day. Well, but yeah, this this does uh, does look interesting. Does look interesting. We'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, twenty twenty. We don't have a date yet. Next up, Genshin Impact have announced that its previously PS4 exclusive. This is interesting. Is coming to Switch in twenty twenty. Uh, Genshin Impact. Yeah. What's this? If you're called this, this was that game that was pitched as uh, everybody kind of went out and like. Oh, the clone. The yeah, it was the Breath of the Wild clone. Yes! And um, they've shown off some more gameplay, and it's uh, even more Breath of the Wildy. <laughs> Unlike that magician kind of Cuphead clone, they're at least a lot more self-aware that it's a clone and that it was a self-awareness. But I find it crazy that it's managed to get to this kind of scale of production... Yeah, well, I'd, As, it, it, it's incredible. I mean, it looks fantastic, and I think the Switch is perfect, but it's because we've... We've <laughs> had the game already. We've had the game <laughs> in the form of Breath of the Wild. Um, the, the interesting thing about this is, well, I was reading, and I don't know if you can clarify this, Anton, but I thought this was going to be Japan only to start with. I, I'm not too sure off the top of my head. I, I know it was PS4 exclusive for the longest time. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I'm not too sure about the Japanese aspect of it. Okay, we'll find out if it's coming to just Japan or if it's coming to um, the West as well. I'm sure, um, you know, if we can't figure out at the moment, we'll certainly know soon enough. But interesting, you know, looking at the visuals, um, it's so strikingly similar. I think this is going to really split uh, Nintendo players, though, uh, Anton, because a lot of people are going to be slightly annoyed at the similarities. And then other people are going to go, well, what the heck? It's, It's another great adventure that we can go on. Yeah, I'm going to be curious to see which console this performs best on because it could either sell really well on PS4 for people who's miss, who have missed out on Breath of the Wild or it'll sell really well on Switch for people who love Breath of the Wild already and want more. Mm-hmm. You were looking it up there, Alistair says it's just saying... It just says coming, coming soon. soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Actually, well. actually, I think I'm in the latter camp. I'm intri- I, liked, I liked Breath of the Wild so much that I want to go and get this game because it looks good play a bit more Breath of the Wild before Breath of the Wild 2 appears. Yeah. No, I think it looks looks really interesting, but the reviews, I guess, will be uh, on the Switch will be interesting. I don't know how it well it's reviewed on PS4, but it looks pretty stunning, I have to say. Great job they've done, <laughs> even if they have stolen all the elements from, you know, Zelda, but never mind. Uh, next up, uh, Konami have announced Solomon Program. It's a tile-based monster fighting game. That's an odd combination, Anton. Yeah, and this is very much similar to Black Book. You kind of, you hear about it and you're like, okay, that sounds like a bit indie-ish and small. Nah, it looks like they've put the, the full money, the full guns behind it. It kind of reminds me of Yokai Watch and the, mm. the kind of aesthetic of they just came out the gate and tried to make a new, a new Pokemon, a new big franchise. This one looks like it's got a lot of faith behind it from Konami. Yeah. They haven't officially 
like, well, they have announced it because it got leaked a bunch, but they haven't really shown it off too much. So this is one that I think we're going to be hearing about in another six months from now. We'll start to hear more details, but... <coughs> Yeah, it's it's not very bizarre one. It is bizarre. It's not one. Looking at the visuals, they're very bright. They're very vibrant. They're they're quite um, you know I guess I guess Japanese to be honest. But they're, they're looking at them. They're not something that it's not a game that I would instantly be drawn to. It's a bit wacky for me looking you know looking at it on first look. But having said that, um, you know we'll see where it is. Um, see see where it is when it gets released. What's your thoughts, Alistair? Uh, bright and confusing, Mike. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's, how kind of it, that's my thoughts. Bright yeah. confusing, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> even the concept, tile-based monster fighting game. It seems, well, I mean, that's not odd, particularly but... a new idea, is it? No, but it's it's a, it's a, still I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure. Just about go that. look at some pictures of it on the internet. Cause that's yeah. pretty much all you can find Solom- so far. And... Sol- Solomon Program is what it's called. Solomon Program. Yeah, uh, that game company have announced Sky Children of Light. It's coming to the Switch. Sorry, Mike. Which game company? That game company. <laughs> what a weird name for a game company. It's amazing. Uh, it's like that old thing, old joke about whenever someone mentions the Who, the Who, the Who, or Doctor the, Who, the Doctor who? who. Yeah, that one. That game company. Which game company? Anyway, a journey-esque experience and uh, Sky Children of Light, Anton. Yeah, it's how I'm always fascinated. They never do did anything more with the Journey franchise. That was a a real pioneer in the indie space. And yeah. this one looks to borrow very similar e- elements. Um, the, the developer, I believe, has mentioned it to have a clear social element, uh, which I think is alluding to the kind of journey. You meet up with a random player and you have to kind of communicate with them, uh, not via voice or text chat or anything like that, to complete objectives in this vast, expansive landscape. Yeah, it looks... I never played Journey, and I, I don't understand it to the, the best... Uh, to the best extent but I know there was a lot of people who really got uh, entranced by that tale yeah I mean so the game company are the team behind Journey so we know that they're used to doing fairly good quality uh, releases in terms of what they did with Journey so you've got quite high hopes that this will be um, a, a solid one for the Switch what's your take on it so far Alistair? Um, visually it looks beautiful again but it's yeah. not a big surprise a lot of games that come mm. our way these days are visually beautiful um, what I'm trying to find actually is whether it's going to be released at the same time on all the different platforms or not I think it may already I think reading what reading what I've read I think Switch is going to come last I think yeah. it can come out on other platforms it, it, first is this so th- uh, we're just looking this is a sequel to Child of Light is that is that how this works? I'm just looking there. Cause... No, I think I think Child of Light is Children of Light is just a subtitle to this oh, right. I think that's a okay. different title okay yeah it's confusing because we don't know an awful lot about it so we're kind of trying to scramble about to try and find to piece together what we do have um but i have to say i agree with um i agree with alistair that it looks great um it's it's very atmospheric it's got a bit of that what's that game right um what's it called again the one right Yes, rhyme, rhyme. That's the one. It's got a bit of an element of that um, in terms of the sort of art style, um, and yeah, it looks it looks interesting. We shall keep an eye on that, and I'm sure we'll hear much more about it as we get closer to the release. Next up, we got Pixadome. They've confirmed Hay Fever is coming out on the first uh, quarter choo. of 2020. I mean, Hay Fever is coming for us all in the first quarter of 2020, <laughs> Alistair. Uh, yeah, some of us more than others. <laughs> yeah, I was certainly. I know that. Yeah, absolutely. I think me and you will both be suffering at some point. But will we be? Will we be suffering from playing Hay Fever, Anton, or will oh. we be rejoicing? That is the question. 
I, I'm not too sure. This one looks uh, a little bit generic, indie-esque uh, from the top of my head. It was a while. I think it was announced at the beginning of the week, so it's uh, a little bit loose in my memory. But it doesn't look like anything all too special, sadly. Uh, it seemed wacky and fun, uh, but I don't think it's your go-to title. I think this is your maybe a couple pounds in an eShop sale sort of title, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's a platformer. It's um, I like the intro kind of animation that they have in their kind of cutscene. Um, it looks, it, do you know what? I think it does look fairly solid as a platformer. My thoughts on it are that, you know, obviously having not played it yet, but looking at the way the character moves, um, you know, it, it looks quite solid. It looks like it's quite weighty. Um, that's with platformers. That's always the thing is how accurate can you get, um, you know, with the, with the movement. But I have to say it looks all right. I just like the premise of this. Yeah. Poster goes out with hay fever, sneezes a massive sneeze, and loses all 240 of his letters that you've got to go and collect. That's, <laughs> That's a great kind of cool. That's a great idea, I have to say. <laughs> well, well, we'll keep an eye on it. It's certainly, I don't think it's going to be a rival for the big titles of the year, but. It's... No, it has got a couple of little awards. I say Does little it? awards. I don't, I don't really exactly. know what they are, but there's the Arctic Game Pitch winner uh, and the big indie pitch winner. So Arctic got... Game Pitch winner, the only company based in the Arctic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't That's know. That's mean. Joking. I'm just, no, do you know what? <laughs> That's great. And, and to be honest, um, I actually quite like the art style of it if a little basic as you said Anton it's a bit yeah. indie-ish but we will see next up Doom 1 and 2 have had massive updates and so much so a lot of people have been talking about this and saying you really really need to go and uh, get playing these I have Doom 1 and 2 and 3 and the new one uh, and it's including new lighting 60 frames per second add-on mods and tons of new features um, Anton how big an update are we talking here yeah this, uh, this looks like a, a borderline reissue uh, a redo of everything uh, and a lot of this stuff sounds simple like the 60 frames per second but the original game was hard coded to 35 frames per second so stuff like animations and all that were tied to it the lighting's all new and you can go in and customize it in the settings but the the big thing here is the add-on mods uh, doom as we all know being that it was at one point freeware has a huge selection of mods and with this new one you're going to be getting the sigil which is the unofficial sequel to doom 2 doom 2 by the original creator of doom mm -hmm. plus uh, ultimate doom but what's cool about this is bethesda have made a promise that they're going to be collating some of the, like the world famous like some of the best mods that modded campaigns that have ever been done and then giving them to users in the future so there looks to be tons more content here yeah brilliant and even with those two free mods that you're getting on day one, that's two new games because they are full size games, yeah. uh, size mods. Yeah, it's amazing, really. And, and fair play to Bethesda for doing this because those are two titles that are fairly cheap on the store. You get a lot of bang for, for your buck, which I think Anton sometimes says. And that is definitely something that, that these games give you, Alistair. I think this is really great that we're seeing this. It is. It's just nice that they're coming back and being brought to a whole new audience and with a whole of extra content to them now. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I'll be uh, going and downloading the update probably. Uh, well, I haven't done it yet, so I'm assuming it's av is it available now, Anton. It is indeed, and it's got it's just got so many little things like you can now play it in the original four by three aspect ratio. Uh, the list goes on and on <laughs> about all put the features. It in the uh, format for the new um, what's it called the the vertical oriented Samsung TV that was announced at CES. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh man, is it a vertical it's a, uh, TV. It's a TV that when you press a button, it yeah, pivots, so it uh, follows your your Android phone, and you put your Android phone up the right or your samsung phone upright oh. the screen will turn terrible terrible idea all <laughs> oh, right okay okay um well uh, if it does that then that would be a heck of an upgrade uh, update from the from bethesda but uh, probably not uh, super smash brothers ultimate fighters pass uh fifth 
fighter is Byleth from Fire Emblem. And people are a little bit annoyed about this. I'll tell you who wouldn't be annoyed about this. That would be James, because he loves Fire Emblem. But I think, um, I'm guessing people are annoyed because it's not a big deal compared to other characters, Anton. Yeah, I think it's got a, a couple key complaints. One being that it's a very new character, less than a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, two, it's another sword character. Yet they kind of try to work around it. And three, it's just again kind of another anime-esque character that's not with the most mainstream appeal okay. and uh watching it live uh and seeing twitter's reaction a lot of people are very disappointed especially with it being the final character that they have unveiled yeah um yeah. i wonder if it's more of a big deal in japan that would be my yeah because fire emblem i think is probably a bigger deal in japan than it is elsewhere and it would explain why the characters are probably in smash and that we're not as excited about it well, they also announced a whole bunch of other stuff. So you're also getting uh, four Astral Chain characters, and a lot of people have a lot of love for Astral Chain, but again, yeah. maybe not the newest, maybe not the most sort of classic of franchises. Uh, also, Me Fighter, Mega Man X, um, Altair from Assassin's Creed. I'm in for that. Uh, have, have you seen these skins? These are all skins for your Me character in it. Have you seen okay. them? No, no. They are no, awesome. Okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, get, get, get me showing those, and I'll run through the rest, and then we'll talk about them. You also get a new uh, Cuphead music track available for 75 Five cents each, uh, or pe- I assume pence would be similar, coming on the 28th of February. And also, uh, the Ultimate Fighters Pass Volume 2 will be getting six new characters. And if you buy the pack, you get Ancient Soldier Me costume as well. So there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. Um, interesting. I've seen the cuphead. <laughs> That's yeah. quite cool. Anton, these are, to be fair, there's a few decent sort of items in there. Yeah, definitely. People are very happy about the new me costumes. Uh, I find it funny people were more excited for Cuphead than actual Bylif coming, um, which that that's a, that's the one to get because it includes a, a free music track. But uh, definitely uh, an aura of disappointment, sadly. But at least we're getting the the Fire Pass Volume Two, and uh, I get the impression that uh, Sakurai has been listening to the feedback because in the direct. They were very explicit in kind of acknowledging being like, yeah, this might not be for everyone, but please be happy anyway. And the thing that wound me up a little was in the actual trailer, they're like, they joke about it being another sword character, but they don't really address it at all. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but nonetheless. uh, Well, Altair's got a sword as well, doesn't he? Yeah, I just want to dress myself up as Altair. That's that's my. I'm or, excited. Or knife, I can go do this now. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I can dress myself up uh, as Altair. So I mean, I, uh, he is still my favorite of the Assassin's Creed characters, but that's probably just because he's the classic uh, one. Yeah, I also want to dress myself up as Mega Man. Mega Man would be cool too. Cuphead. <laughs> I'm less interested in being Cuphead. <laughs> a bit more difficult, perhaps. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on then to some more news because uh, we've still got a bit to get through. Limited Run Games have announced a physical release of Streets of Rage Four. Quite interested to see. Um, I mean, limited run are are good, uh, and I have to say, depending on the pricing, the problem with limited run games, it's quite hard to get your hands on a copy unless you're very quick, Anton. Yeah, the, the thing that always makes me sad is they're obviously state based, so it's a little bit, I guess, a little bit pricey when you start importing. Yeah, uh, I'm always looking out for the super rare because they're, yeah. I believe they're Bristol based, so they're a little bit easier for posting. But nonetheless, it's kind of exciting in this case because usually. When, with these physical releases they're announced a couple months after or even a year later that when it's been out digitally and the people who love it have already bought it and then have to buy it again where in this case 
if it looks like a title you're interested in, you can just buy it physically. You don't have to buy it twice. Yeah, that's and, good. Uh, that's great. I'm, I'm, because that's the thing, I guess, is that you know, when you see a, a game that you're really into, and it's you've already bought it because you didn't think you were going to get a physical, and then brilliant when limited run or super rare do these runs. But um, this is an extra bonus, Alistair, if you are a Streets of Rage fan, because you can buy it first outright physically yeah it just so uh, I found it really weird the fact that it wasn't wasn't released as a uh, physical in the first place because obviously the first three were Sega they're produced by Sega yeah Sega games and off they went physical and this one being I think it was .mu mm. off the top of my head or the uh, developer might be the publisher for this one but the fact that it wasn't a physical game it just confuses my brain yeah I guess maybe just demand you know and, and limited run can jump on that because there will be enough demand that they'll sell out I'm sure very quickly but um, yeah it's coming anyway so Limited Run Games have announced a physical release of Streets of Rage 4 next up Doom Eternal we've got more Doom news Uh, gets a fantastic new trailer yet the Switch release is delayed however they are offering uh, Doom 64 as a pre-order bonus that's kind of cool I just spotted that I was reading that slowly and went Doom 64 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like when it comes to pre-order bonuses, getting an entire new game is uh, the way to do it. Uh, yeah, I think this is fantastic, uh, and it would. I feel like that as a pre-order bonus would be enough to to get me on board day one. I don't know about yourselves. Ah, it's great. I mean, literally, if you want to, if you're a Doom fan, the Switch is where it's at. Now, who would have thought a few years ago you would have said, if you love Doom, buy a Nintendo. I mean, that that's such a funny, funny thing that you know we live in 2020, and that's a, that's the case. I mean, I know we had, and I have it actually, the Super Nintendo version of of Doom, the original Doom. So Do I know, you? yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, in the red car, in the red, yeah, I've got that. Oh, I love it. I've got love that in the that. cupboard. It's um. It's not the best port I've ever seen of that game, uh, but uh, it runs just. Um, but, um, you know, th- this is a really big bonus and great way to sort of say, look, we're working on Doom. We'll get it out on the Switch. Here's something you're going to love in the meantime. Um, I wonder how much they're going to charge for it as a standalone game for Doom 64, I mean, see how much of a bonus it actually is. Well, I think yeah. they'll go 749 like they did with Doom 3, personally. Am I, am I right in thinking, other than Turok, We've not got any other N64 ports on the Switch. We've got two Rock 2. <laughs> yeah, no, did I, I think you're correct, Alistair. I think it's literally just the Turok games. So uh, we really haven't got much of a benchmark. for this one, I think they're going to put it right in the middle of Doom 3 and Doom 1 and 2, so maybe like a fiver possibly? Yeah, I would say so. I think between five and seven pounds. I don't think it'll be as cheap as 1 and 2. Um, but look, you know, if you want to play a classic retro game, go and get the early Dooms because it's so, so cheap for yeah. what you're getting. It's and a really to good To be deal. fair, it is a nice little bonus if you're going to, if you're not, if you're going to wait for uh, Doom Eternal, Doom 64 in, was it March? I think it's coming out. Yeah. Yeah, we can, we can live with that. I'll probably be buying it anyway. Well, either way, whatever happens, you know. Uh, next up, Nintendo releases a music video and advert by, <laughs> I saw this, by Galantis featuring Charlie XCX and shows Super Nintendo World. The video shows a glimpse of some of the parts of the park as well as a new app where you can collect coins while you're going around the park and the connected power-up band as well um so this is a bit like disney have their uh, disney band their magic bands there that you have when you go to disney world it's a bit like that i have to say this is combining anton my two favorite things in the world nintendo and theme parks i i'm totally sold on this yeah you know as somebody who didn't grow up on disney i've, I've never had that like oh i need to go to a theme park but this is the first thing it's got me like really hyped to, to go give it a go um i remember they didn't show off in the trailer, but I remember with the patents, they showed off how the power 
up band could connect to a switch for some form of connectivity. Nice. Uh, they've got the coins and in the video, I think they showed off bits of like Super Mario Kart and kind of a bit where you're kind of running through a castle. Looks like tons of fun. Um, yeah, excited. Well, I didn't grow up in theme parks and then at the age of 27 and a half, um, I went to my first uh, major theme park in Orlando and I've become an absolute... Uh, addict ever since i think i've been to orlando three times now and i've been to euro disney a couple of times as well and if i could afford to i'd go every year i just absolutely love it (laughs) so for me um this plus the fact that it's nintendo and all those characters and i'm just i'm just absolutely thrilled and the fact that i write music in japan means i can try and combine a writing trip and a trip to uh, super nintendo world i think you need a new pa and he might be a tall thin uh, bearded gentleman <laughs> goes by the name of alistair by yeah i think i need to come with you yeah oh, i tell you what this is just an incredible uh, uh thing and uh, yeah i haven't you know, i haven't actually listened to the song uh, but it's a very charlie X- xcx thing to do she definitely gets herself involved in a lot of these kind of um kind of things so yeah uh great and really excited about that i wonder uh, if it's obligatory if you go to mario or super nintendo world that you have to wear a mario hat because everybody in the music video seems to be wearing a Mario hat. All I want to do is go to the park and do the Luigi thing in that he does in Ma- Luigi's Mansion where he goes, Mario! <laughs> Mario! That is terrifying. Please never do that again. Pass. <laughs> See, I, half the journey would just be spent in the kind of mer- merch store and like the seeing what they've got and all the limited edition stuff that you can oh, get nowhere don't, else. Don't you'd have to win the lottery before you go? But anyway, I'm very excited about that, and we'll save up to go. And I think it's coming to Orlando in the future as well, so or certainly to America. So we will get one. Say a little closer to home is not really, but it's you know maybe more accessible. Uh, Sega Ages have confirmed the Sonic Two port will include uh, the Sonic and Knuckles lock-on compatibility. Now Sega Ages do a pretty good job of these um, Sega ports they're the standalone ones rather than the collections that you know that you've got the collection that you can get the Sega collection but the Sonic 2 port um, yeah it, it's going to be interesting to find an audience for this I, I suspect Anton because obviously Sonic 2 classic game one of the first games I ever completed the Sonic and Knuckles lock-on compatibility is really cool um, they are quite good quality those Sega Ages ports yeah. so I suspect if you are a fan I mean I know you are so uh, will you be buying this? You know, with the, if it was just a straight-up port, maybe not. But with the, the Sonic and Knuckles lock-on mode, which, if you're not familiar, back in 94, they released a game called Sonic and Knuckles, which was its own standalone game, but you could plug in uh, Sonic 3 to get the full Sonic 3 complete experience, which was like a double-long campaign, uh, bigger than any other Mega Drive game. So, But when you plugged in Sonic 2, you could play with Knuckles and Sonic 2. Yeah. Uh, which we haven't actually had an emulated version of this game or a non-native Mega Drive version of this game where it had that functionality. So that is cool, but I think the big thing here would be if they did a Sonic 3 and Knuckles port following this. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a game we haven't had ported since kind of pre-Michael Jackson's death because up until that point, he didn't want anything to do with Sonic 3. But after his death... Uh, kind of whoever's managing their funds kind of decided yeah we're we're going to make sure that uh we're getting royalties from that game yeah and since yeah. then we've never had a port of sonic 3 and knuckles or even even then it was separate so if they're able to combine the two and maybe charge a little bit more we could have a really fan favorite title getting its first port in years and yeah. being combined is something new as well 
So, um, forgive me here, because I have never played most Sonic games. I know I've what you're going to Maybe two. Uh, what's that got to do with Michael Jackson? He did music <laughs> in Sonic 3. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. He, That's he kind was, of cool. Yeah. He was the, it's quite fun if you... Did you Sonic run along going, yahoo? Uh, well, <laughs> no, but the, you can hear the influence in the song. When you hear the music... I mean, Sonic 2 and Sonic 1, for me, I know every song, every level, because I played them so much growing up. But Sonic 3, I never owned. But yes, the, the music in there, you can definitely hear the influence, Anton. Yeah, and there's even some Michael Jackson songs that have, I think, some Sonic samples in it. So, But yeah, that's that's the dream there, because I, I know some people who still swear by that Sonic 3 and Knuckles, like the complete edition, is better than Sonic Mania. So I think Ooh. having it on a modern console where I can play it with my 8-bit dual M30 controller, I, I can give it a true test. But yeah, nevertheless, absolutely. this absolutely. is cool in the meantime. Uh, I might actually pick this up. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, if you can hear sirens in the background, nothing to worry about. It's uh, just that I live in the centre of a city and I've got the window open because it's it's warm in here. So you may well hear them. We were... I, I did hear. We did look at each other. Went, did we mention that? Did yeah, we... <laughs> I'll just mention it. You probably can't, but just in case it picks it up. Right next up, the first episode of Pokemon Twilight Wings is out now for free on the Pokemon YouTube channel. If you're a Pokemon fan, uh, then you can get this. I have to say it looks fairly well put together, uh, as you would expect. Um, I quite like the art style. I've got to say, I, I actually quite like the art, art style of this one, but maybe that's because I've been playing some, you know, Steins Gate and some anime type stuff recently at Alistair. What do you think? Yeah, uh, it looks quite nice. It's short as well. It's only about six minutes. Oh, good. Excellent. So it's a nice yeah. way to, to uh, dip into it. So far, I've flicked through a few bits and I've come across one Pokemon. Oh, right. <laughs> well, it's it's maybe setting the scene, Anton. Yeah, it looks a, a lot more human than uh, a lot of the other Pokemon series. It looks a little bit more grounded, but yeah, I've got to say I'm kind of I don't understand the the money behind it, but they they've crammed a lot of value. Like it looks very good for a uh, just direct to YouTube series. It, it's kind of remarkable. Yeah, it's had a lot of views in a few days. I wonder what that says. Whether it says a lot about YouTube or a lot about Pokemon or both. I say I'd say definitely Pokemon, but definitely YouTube as well. It's just accessible, isn't it? And Surprising it's we haven't got a YouTube app on the Switch yet. Just uh, the fact they've released YouTube well, content. We, we do. We don't do have the YouTube app. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. I, I use it all the time. I've never used it. I didn't know it existed. Really? No, I didn't know it existed. But then, to be fair, I don't watch much YouTube. Yeah. I watch Netflix. <clears throat> I mean, I'd be really happy if they got a Netflix. Um, uh, but I know you've got Hulu in America on the Switch, and we have the YouTube app, which is useful for certain things. So, oh, yeah. Oh, well, you're going blowing my mind. And it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. So. Well, I'm glad about that. It's YouTube. I know, but still, you know, just in case you weren't aware. But yes, you do have the YouTube app on the Oh, well, there you go. You can watch Pokemon uh, cartoons on your Switch. Oh, I might watch that on the Switch. Or your actually, laptop, or your TV, or watch whatever. Or yeah, exactly. Right next up, we have uh, Neon Wall. We're getting a free Labo VR update. So if you are a Labo VR owner, then this is free. They're doing a few of these, Anton. Yeah, I think this is uh, one like the sec- first game that's gotten a Labo VR update, um, which is quite fun. Um, again, I'm just hoping we get more and more Labo VR stuff and maybe get a standalone VR headset. Because uh, I would be down to give this stuff a go, but... The cardboard is the thing that's putting me off, sadly. Yeah. But yeah. it's good to see people who have invested are, are getting more and more value. Yeah, uh, it's it's cool. I mean, you know, it's not a huge investment. Obviously, it's not you're not expecting the same experience that you get with the likes of Oculus or, or even PlayStation 4. But um, yeah, it's something that could be a, a bit of throwaway fun, I guess, Alistair. It's a good way of describing it, throwaway fun. To be honest, I don't think I'll be buying it. No, I'm not in a rush because I have done, obviously, as you know, our friend. Yeah, I think we'd rather save up and get an Oculus. <laughs> yeah, and I would definitely do, you know, if that, if you get an Oculus, I know you do have one at Oculus, Anton, and I know that there is, 
you know, for some there's a lot of appeal at the beginning and then it sort of wanes a little bit. But I, yeah, I'd certainly be keen to find out if we can get some more uh, Labo VR because it's, it's always good. Um, next up, the Alienware UFO gets the CES 2020 Best in Show Award. What were they given the award for here, Anthony? Yeah, so this is basically the best product at the whole of CES. Uh, CES, if you're not familiar, is basically the E-free, but for the entire electronics industry, right. excluding... Uh, video games uh, but kind of they, they unveiled this product as a we might do it if people are interested which I think after seeing the, the industry kind of response to it uh, fan response I, I think we're definitely getting a, a solid Switch competitor on the horizon because I doubt Alienware would let this uh, anticipation go because it looks like a fairly well-rounded and finished product. Yeah, I mean, it looks even as a concept. It looks quite similar to a Switch, um, I have to say. But it's it's definitely I'm not I'm surprised we haven't had a competitor that has been strong yet. I know we've had hints of some, but really we haven't had anything that's directly competed. Uh, um, now, see, this is interesting. I've listened to a few podcasts where they've been discussing the UFO this week, uh-huh. and there are a few points raised, and I think probably the most pertinent point is the fact that this is probably either a product that's a bit late or a bit early. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so what's the big difference so, here? Right, what what so, does it do? Because I don't know much uh, it, about it, it. It does exactly what the Switch does but for PC games and that's oh, where yeah. the problem okay. is. That's it's exactly it. where the problem lies. So the Switch does really well because it's a pick it up, turn it on, you pick up exactly where you left off, you stick in the cartridge, you change the game, it's straightforward and simple. Mm-hmm. PC gaming is not supposed to be that. PC gaming is supposed to be everything optimised to the highest possible running rate you buy a two three grand gaming rig it's also supposed to be high end yeah and it's it's a bit more complicated people can tweak and nuance and do all the stuff they want to do so that whole ecosystem is generally moving probably towards cloud-based gaming yeah. as a general rule it's not i know that might upset some people but as a general it's probably going to go to cloud servers and get streamed the switch has deliberately not gone that route mm-hmm. because of it, it, it's gone for pick up and play doesn't need connectivity this is likely to need connectivity all the time. Therefore, why would you buy this when you could just run your game on a tablet? Yeah, yeah. Too early or too late, depending on how you see it. Yeah. Um, I mean, given what you said there, it may not develop as a direct competitor, but interesting that it has won that award, Anton, because it shows that a lot of people believe that it can do the things that you know we're sceptical of. Yeah, I think when it comes to kind of finding an audience for it, this is going to be very much going towards the same people who would go and spend money on a gaming laptop, maybe. Yeah. Uh, people who are maybe wanting to play, like, a round of Counter-Strike or a round of Portal or something on the go and maybe get some of those titles. But it's going to be very curious. I think if it was a couple years earlier, as you say, Alistair, when we had the, the SteamOS with uh, Valve, that would make a lot more sense than having, basically, a machine running Windows uh, and an 8-inch form factor. But yeah. I'm I'm just delighted to see somebody else coming into space and doing some new stuff. There's a lot of things on this device where I'm like, oh, that would be lovely on the Switch. Like, uh, its methodology for the kickstand, I think, is yeah, the, the whole back of it just power swings out, doesn't switch. it? And its cooling looks like it does better than the Switch. It looks like it can cool a lot uh, faster. I'm guessing it's probably running a lot hotter, given the fact it's running high-end uh, PC games. Yeah, yeah. I remember see, I saw an interview and it was um, somebody being like, oh, why, why, why haven't you put a dedicated GPU on it? And the kind of Alienware devs were basically just like, yeah, how, how hot do you want this console to run? <laughs> yeah, well... I mean, the crazy thing is, it's the same size as your average, well, maybe average top-end graphics card. Yeah. It's cool. I don't know. I think it's a cool product. I just don't think... 
I, I think I'm happy with my Switch. Yeah, it's not one that you're going to go, oh, I'm going to bin the Switch now and go for that instead. Not a chance. Oh, definitely not. All right, next up then, Engine Software, the porting team behind Nino Kuni, which I have now and haven't had a chance to properly play, although I did watch the opening and it is fantastic uh, on Switch, believe the Switch won't see any less third-party ports due to the arrival of the next-gen consoles. So we're obviously going to be getting next-gen consoles very soon for Microsoft and Sony, um, but they don't think that that's going to make a huge difference. And I think we discussed this last week briefly, Alistair, when we said that the Switch sits in a different place in the gaming world to those consoles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, third-party uh, developers have really now begun to get behind the Switch. We are seeing a lot of their games. I suspect we might see a few more uh, Switch-specific games, potentially. The yeah. market is clearly there. Uh, I just think they will probably not be able to run next-gen games anywhere close to <laughs> no. close to well on the Switch. Yeah. But that's, that's fine. As long as you keep bringing us third-party games, I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah, kind of re- reading between the lines of his uh, interview, I kind of got the impression that what he's kind of getting on about is that the demand, like the the increased audience of new Switch users and the the increasing challenge of porting current gen titles to the hardware will kind of balance each other out and we won't see any less ports than we're getting the now. It won't be like a case of two years from now, all the the ports soak up or dry up. We're we're just going to be getting the same amount, even though it's harder. Well, speaking of ports, uh, we're going to move on now to this week's rumours. Now, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... So, ports. I did mention that a moment ago. The Taiwanese rating boards have found new Switch game ratings for Bioshock Remastered, Bioshock 2 Remastered, Bioshock Infinite Remastered, and Bioshock The Collection, suggesting they are coming to Switch both individually and as a collection. I am so, so excited about this because... Um, I played the first Bioshock and didn't finish it, but really enjoyed it. I also played Infinite later on, actually on PS Now. Is that the streaming one, Anton? Uh, yeah, PlayStation Now is yeah. the streaming service. Yeah, so I played. I, I had a trial of that, and I thought, oh, I'll try Infinite. I never played that. Um, and it's so wacky. I mean, I know the first two are wacky, but it's wacky in a totally different way. Um, and I really enjoyed it, but didn't play it because it was only a trial. So I only played a bit of it. Um, I would 100% be behind some uh, Bioshock goodness on the Switch. Anton, what about you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think a lot of people forget because this wasn't a franchise that got tons of sequels because uh, the company behind it folded. Uh, deliberately they deliberately closed down which was interesting in a whole different conversation but these were 10 out of 10s game of the year titles year after year i think bioshock 2 had a little bit of lull in performance because it kind of did bioshock 1 again but nevertheless if they're my how i see this would be we get all of the games individually on the eShop, and then we get the physical collection the collection as a physical release and kind of going back to what i said about metro redux once you div- even if it was a, a £44 title, divide that down. Free games, fairly high-quality AAA games for £44. Great titles. Hard to say no. And and three three titles, as you said, Anton, that were reviewed so well when they came out. I mean, they were really, really big games. I know for you, Alistair, possibly a little scary. <laughs> possibly a little scary. I mean, there's a lot of love for those games. I yeah. have just, I've just seen little bits of them and carried behind the couch, so unlikely <laughs> to be playing these ones, but they, they do look... Cool. It's more atmospheric. It it's not like Doom scary. It's very different. It's yeah. um, it's a different kind of game. But no, really, I'm really happy if they came to the Switch. We'll keep an eye on those. Next yeah. up, French retailer Cultura have leaked a port of Saints Row 
is that four? I can never, I'm never that right is four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> re-elected coming out on the 27th of March. Um, I uh, have been playing Saints Row the Third um, a little bit. I've started off that. I've done a couple of hours in. <laughs> you sent me a little video of you laughing at your own song playing in the background of it, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> well, I was playing oh, the game. I, I saw that on Insta. <laughs> the very first thing I had to do was put on the song where I sing, <laughs> just because, you know, narcissism. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the good thing to kind of back up this rumour is uh, later in the week before it was official, uh, Cultura also leaked Metro Redux. So uh, it's not coming from the ether. They clearly have their sources and also we've had Central Free, so... I think this one's a given. Are any of you familiar with the fourth game at all? Yes, and I, I believe it's quite different um, from what I remember. They went down a slightly different route, am I right? Or was that, was that yeah, more of the this, third? This was the, like, kind of... Kind of Central 3, they started adding in some wacky elements. Yeah. Central 4 is the one where they went full over the hill. I know for some people they went a little bit too far and they kind of alienated the Central 1 and 2 audience a lot. But I think that's just what became synonymous with the Central franchise. It's very ridiculous. I believe aliens are invading Earth and you're the president. And it's an open world Grand Theft Auto game where you run a gang. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. That. I think that's in a nutshell. Yeah, from my understanding of it, I haven't played it. I played three. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm well. I'm happy for that to come out because again, another title that people have a lot of love for. As you say, not everyone because people who maybe grew up with the one and two might not be so keen. But um, yeah, great. If they bring those, then fantastic. We are thinking it's probably quite a reputable leak as well. Uh, next up, the Pikmin 3 website's been taken down. People are suspicious. I would suggest they're suspicious, Anton, because they've taken the Pikmin 3 website down because something is a-brewing. Definitely. I think with this rumour, well, this news falling on the heels of us, uh, I believe Emily Rogers suggesting that we have two more Wii U ports in the can, I, I think we're definitely getting another Pikmin game in the future, whether it's been this Pikmin 4 that's apparently been finished for over six years or a Pikmin 3 HD remaster um, I think there's definitely something Pikmin on the tables I mean it's been it's been coming for a while to be perfectly honest I am shocked that we haven't had a Pikmin uh, a new Pikmin game on the Switch yet uh, or um, well, anything I mean, really if it is a Pikmin game then I think you called that I have a funny feeling in the last year you said I said port didn't, yeah did you said port, port you said it was going to be Pikmin yeah. but I think we might get a new one as well but I think a port um, is likely as well and, and you know maybe that's where they're going um, first I don't know we'll, we will see uh, but it's not a huge surprise if something does happen. Ubisoft Milan, the team behind Mario and Rabbids, they're hiring many full-time staff to work on a prestigious AAA title. The thing about Mario and Rabbids was that it was one of these ones that everybody looked at and went, oh, no, what are they doing that for? And then it came out, and it's many people's favourite game on the Switch, Anton. Yeah, that was one I never really expected to get in, and I think I bought it when it was brand new for, for £20, which doesn't sound like the greatest deal now, but surprisingly really great game for somebody that's not into this but what what do you think do you think they're going to do a sequel to Mario and Rabbits do you think they're going to do another collaboration uh, or do you think it's just they're working on their own title um, well, I think the yeah I, I, my thoughts are if they're saying AAA I think there's already an existing name or franchise there that they're working on so I suspect 
um, triple A, maybe something related to an already existing character, because it's very hard to call a game triple A yeah. with something new. Well, they've dipped their toe in the water with a few IPs. They yeah. also did Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. They've done a bit with Donkey Kong in the past, mm-hmm. so there's okay. that king around. They also were the studio responsible for quite a lot of the Assassin's Creed's. Oh, right, okay. It was uh, Ubisoft Milan that did them. So they did Black Flag, they did... Uh, uh, What's that? Rogue. Creed Rogue. They did uh, Liberation, which you like. But unfortunately, they also do the Just Dance series. Just saying. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it could be Just Dance Liberation. <laughs> that would be interesting. Oh, pirate Just Dance. I, I, that's, I might do that kind again. of fun, really. Uh, okay, well, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, I think that could be a, a big a big announcement. You know, we're going to have some big announcements soon because surely, surely, surely... New year, new games, come on. Surely we're getting a direct uh, anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen, Anton. Yeah, you said all, this all week. You've, you've predicted this week. Yeah, I, I'm still not 100% like disputing it won't happen this week but I'm getting scared that we're going to be waiting till February I'm trying to think uh, was it January we had a direct last year or was it February last year we had a direct mm, I think it there was, was end of January wasn't it oh, either way yeah, there was, that was like a year ago it was early in the year I can't remember anyway. that far back I can't remember last week <laughs> <laughs> very true but I think we'll be getting one very soon I, I would not be surprised next up on the rumours this week we have uh, an Amco one they've registered a trademark for Mr Driller Drill Land considering the recently remastered uh, Katamari uh, Damacy uh, then they're wondering if it might be something similar uh, Mr Driller is an old t- I don't do you know I, I never played it Anton so I don't really know much about Mr Driller but I know yeah. it's quite popular yeah, it's kind of a, a bit more rigid, kind of dig dougy style. You're kind of burrowing down. You have to hit the right kind of colours of terrain, and it kind of clears out almost like poo imperial style. Oh yeah, and you kind of just have to keep moving as quickly as possible. It gets harder the further you go down. Uh, Drill Land was the 2002 version, off the top of my head. Okay, that came out on the Nintendo GameCube. Uh, obviously, similar to Katamari Damacy, same age. So with this kind of what concerning kind of kind of uh, trends we've been seeing with stuff like the Super Monkey Ball, yeah, people are wondering if we're getting a remake because it was fairly well reviewed the the Roland version of it, yeah, when it came out. Yeah, it's it is funny how the Switch is becoming such a great place for retro games. You know, it's like and and, and titles that we forget about. I mean, we talked about um, Strangers is Strangers Wrath. Is that the Odd World one? No. Uh, yes, indeed. Sure. Yeah, and, and things like that, that, you know, m- people wouldn't instantly go, oh, I really wish they'd port that over. But when we hear about the port coming, people are like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and Mr. Driller is a name that I know, but I, I've never played a title. I don't, I don't remember playing that on the GameCube, uh, the Drill Land one. But again, I think bring it on. You know, this, this is kind of where the Switch is sitting these days, Alistair. It, it is. We're getting a huge library of very weird and wacky and wonderful games from the past, oh, yeah. which is going to make my quiz game in the end uh, significantly harder because people keep dredging up weird and wacky games in the past. Yes, yeah, I'm absolutely. hoping people will forget. Yeah, absolutely. My, my, my theory is, is uh, obviously, this is a little bit sidestep. It's obviously a lot of these big ports, let's take Super Monkey Ball, are coming to the Xbox and the PlayStation 4. Yeah, and with those two new consoles committed to sitting with the next, the same architecture for several generations, unlike having to start fresh and losing the backwards compatibility, I theorize that devs are seeing more value in porting um, all of their games to at least one of the x86 architecture consoles. So, because um, it's not going to be chucked away in five years' time. Uh, we don't. We're kind of getting all of that cycle of having. Uh, if you want a game, you have to port it every five years. Yeah. Whereas if you port, let's say, 
uh, Mr. Drill, Mr. Driller Drill Land to one of the kind of new consoles, that game's going to be easily just ticking in revenue for the next, like, say, 15 years as we're kind of shifting towards a, a consistent architecture for future generations. Yeah. And I think just as part of that, with the Switch, we're getting some of those titles as well, as well as a, a longer commitment to life, kind of lifespan. It's just so great as well because, you know, from the purely portable element of it, that these are titles that I can, I mean, I can still see me playing a Switch even when the Switch has long gone in terms of the, you know, the cycle of, of gaming because it's just such a, a clever way of playing, you know, because you can do the, the two of them and it's, it, you know, you can do it on a t- telly and you can do it portably. So I, I think it's just, it's really, really clever. Um, and I think it's great that we're getting these these random titles. What I find interesting is the fact that they're coming to all the consoles. I've not heard any word about them coming to Google Stadia or to, uh, was it Apple Games? Well, Studio G- Google Stadia seems to have an issue with the pricing of, of games. Mm. And that seems to be the big problem for them. It's, yeah, a, it's, well, I mean, it's a they, cool concept. It is a cool concept. They came out of the gate swinging probably? and going, we're going to kill the console. And so far, they don't seem to be making much headway yeah. in that I mean I don't know anyone that plays Google Studio I know a few people have tried the demo and gone eh, it doesn't work and they've given up yeah we've seen yeah, this before St- Stadia definitely seems to be missing, misunderstanding it because it's currently if you wanted to play it at like 4K and all that kind of stuff via the Stadia Elite thing which is the only way you can play it that's nine ninety nine a month and you don't even get games in that that isn't like a, a game pass you still have to purchase your titles uh, I think the the battle's we're not, we're not going to see any true movement forward until we get the kind of Xbox X Cloud coming along and kind of uh, PlayStation know how that evolves into that battle. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely so. The console's alive and well, <laughs> very much so. Next up, Sabi or Sab Sab or Sabai or Sabi. How do we pronounce that? Sa- Sabi, I think. I think so. I'll go with my original one. They've leaked uh, their leaker who previously leaked most of uh, Nintendo's E three twenty nine lineup. Uh, they've come out with two new leaks. So in 2020, according to them, we will be getting a new back-to-form Paper Mario game. That would be cool. And a 2D Metroid game related to Metroid Prime Fusion. Let's take them one at a time. Paper Mario, uh, that again, I wouldn't be hugely surprised at that. Maybe, could you team up with, would Ubisoft's Milan team get involved in that in any way? I guess. I mean, well, why, I, not? Yeah. why not? Well, they got I involved suppose. with Mario and Rabbids, so could it be that they team up on that? Could that be what they're referring to, Anton? Yeah, you know, the the Kingdom Battle did kind of incorporate a lot of the Mario RPG storytelling. And with um, Nintendo being far more open to outsourcing, I could see that as a very true idea. Like, I, I hadn't thought of that. That's Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, apparently the last one was done by uh, Intelligent Systems. I have no idea if they're still on the go or not. Well, a AAA title, it's Mario. It's one that they're familiar with the character. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you never know. I mean, I'm just making a rumour up here, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> Did but, you ever play the original Paper Mario games? Uh, well, I haven't, but I, they're, they're games that I really want to play. Because you remember, the Switch is my first Nintendo as my main oh, course, system right. for years. See, I think I've played one of them in the past, mm-hmm. but I don't really remember playing it. Just a, bit, a little voice at the back of my head says, yeah, you had one of them. It's the kind of game I would definitely play, though. Uh, I mean, I think 3D... Did, was there one on the 3DS? Because I did have a 3DS. There there was one on the, the 3DS, and it's among the two uh, kind of critically despised titles, sadly. Yeah, I think I vaguely <laughs> remember that, because I remember when I got my 3DS, uh, which I had alongside a PlayStation 4, um, I looked at it and looked at the reviews and thought, mm, no, I'll, I'll wait. Um, but... Yeah, I've never really delved in, but it's one that I definitely would be keen on. Yeah, can 
I'm going to throw an extra kind of leaf on top of the pile. I'm going to put out, I think this is going to be a remake of Thousand Year Door. Okay. Because uh, I know ever since that first title, every time they release a new one, they're like, it's not as good as Thousand uh, Thousand Year Door. And that game is one of the rarest GameCube games. So it's, it's not very accessible. Uh, never mind being what many people consider to be the, the highlight of the franchise. So... Uh, that's my my theory we're going to put that on our bingo card during e3 <laughs> yeah absolutely well we should maybe do a if when e3 comes if, if if we can get time we'll do an e3 prediction bingo card style round i think that could be quite fun good plan yeah. intelligence systems very much still on the go they were behind fire emblem oh really maybe not so much the uh, ubisoft although okay it could be two of them who knows uh right that is it for this week's news and rumors so much to go through we've actually gone over the hour again but that's all right who cares uh let's move on to this week's quiz i have so many questions wow exciting oh <laughs> i'm feeling tense we we're one one if we count the the, the test run oh or, oh i see we're counting the test run now well, <laughs> I, uh, I have counted the test run so have it, it okay. is in there yeah fair so, enough uh, I'm, I will, I'm only messing i'm happy with that that's uh, cool yeah i mean as long as you're happy with that at yeah, the moment it is fine. one one yes that's all good and, yeah. and who is it to go first this week uh well do you want me to give you a little summary that in case anyone hasn't heard okay, the, the thing before it, so yeah. if you've new not quiz. been listening the last couple of weeks go new quiz each week i challenge my fellow gamers to find the real game from a list of three games two of them are fake one is real uh there's been some very weird and wacky games made over the years so uh let's see if you guys can figure out which game is the real one are you giving us titles or are you giving I'm us i'm giving a very brief description just description with the console it was on right and you've got to figure out whether it's uh, real which one is real one real out of three that's right anton went first last week so mike you will be going first this week okay are you both ready i am all right game number one uh playstation 2 uh, in this game, you played as a mosquito, terrorising a family and sucking their blood while try- they are trying to swat you dead. Mm-hmm. Game number one. Game number two, you might see a bit of a theme here, PlayStation 2. Uh, in this game, you play as a leech lurking in a pond, trying to suck as much blood from passing animals as you can without being squashed or leaving the water. Mm-hmm. Game number three, PlayStation 2. <laughs> you are a vampire bat, and in each mission you have to sneak into a variety of shelters to suck the blood of your targets while they sleep. Don't wake them up. Okay, now I th- I think I know this one. Um, and and I, I can't now why say... why do you know this one? Because you need to be very careful what you say, don't you? Just yes. in case you actually, so I'm not actually going to why, Mike. Tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> so says Anton wanting to know the answer if he doesn't already know it. Um, I said I think I know this one. I didn't say I did know this one. Go on, give us your um, give us your thoughts. Well, I, see, if I give you my thoughts, then it gives Anton a clue. Um, I'm. Do you know what? I'll come come to, come back to my thoughts. I'm going to go with mosquito. Okay, uh, Anton. Mike has made apparently see, a very definite decision here. I was going to go with Mosquito as well because I feel like I've seen gameplay of a game where there's like tall anime women and you like get swatted with them. I feel like I've seen gameplay of that in like a weird Japanese. These are games that you missed that never got over to the UK. So are you going to stick? Are you going to stick with it and go the same as me? I am, yeah, okay. sorry. No, that's fine. Um, I think, I actually don't even know if it was Japanese. I think this has been subsequently ported to something, maybe the 360. Um, and I am pretty sure that in this game, you fly around as a mosquito trying to um, trying to sort of do your damage to people who are doing things like eating ice cream and having picnics and things. I think. 
All right, OK. Well, you guys are both pretty confident, so we'll start at the end and work back, shall I say we? we're confident. It might be oh. a dream. <laughs> we could both be wrong. Easily. You, you could both be wrong. You could well both be wrong, All actually. Right. Um, OK, so, uh, Vampire Bat. That's Batman, right? Uh, yes, it is. No, that was entirely fictitious. I completely <laughs> oh, okay. made that one up. Okay. After the first two, I thought, I've got to keep going with this blood-sucking theme. <laughs> yeah, I made cool. it one. I like it, I like I, it. I should do one play a game where you play as a vampire bat sneaking into people's houses and sucking their blood. Bad Batman. Yeah, I know vampire bats don't suck blood, but... That's a whole other... That's a small, eh, small problem. So that one was a fake, which brings us to just the leech or the mosquito. Mm-hmm. Would you like a drum roll? <laughs> yeah, you're both totally right. Mr. Yes. Mosquito was a real game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Mr. You know, the Mos- classic that we've all played in Familiar. Oh, yes. oh my God. Have you, I take it then, have you both seen gameplay footage of it? More recently, and I think it's because yeah. there was a port. No. No. Has, no, not that I could find. I so why have I seen this recently? I, I have no idea, Mike. Not a clue. It, it was, yeah, 2001 it came out in the PlayStation right. 2. And I assumed it was probably before Anton's time because he would have been forward or something like that. And, yeah. and I'm amazed you've come across it. Yeah. I'm deeply upset. But yeah, it Oops. is terrifying and weirdly sexualized. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. it? Yeah, you play as this mosquito trying to basically terrorise a Japanese family. There's a mum, a dad and a young girl. Okay. And uh, the bit that I saw, you're flagging her in the girl's bedroom trying to suck her blood. But in order to do it, you had to put on music in the stereo, which is weirdly pornographic music. Okay. Turn the lights out, flying at certain bits of her body. It was weird. It was a weird game. So it's like a game. visual oh, novel. <laughs> it's like a visual novel with with biting, biting. Yeah. Going on. And it had the weirdest animations. So you had this really, really wooden walking style. The characters walked around like, you know, there's a stick rammed up part of their anatomy. Mm-hmm. But then they had animations for them sort of climbing to bed, which were amazingly well done. It looked like it was a model moving into bed. It was... Very, very clever, but the walking was weird and their feet were three times the size well, of your average person's foot. I'll tell you the other reason that I thought it was that one and not the others was that I was thinking the PS2 era and I was thinking which one of those would be the easiest to actually um, create on a, on a console? And I think the bat idea is great, but I think that would be a later system because I think that's quite complex or it'd be a really 8-bit system. I don't think well, that I PS2 think you, era... I think you could have done the PS1, to be honest. Mm, I'm not sure. Well, the, the second one with the leech, again, I thought that's quite difficult because it's it's a different perspective. Whereas... Oh, you have no... But some, some of these games I've got lined up, that leech makes perfect sense. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, well, that's a clue. Got to write that down. But with the mosquito, I thought, it, you know, you can really kind of... You could go anywhere with that because they can fly. So, you know, you can... Yeah, I think that was my theory on it. But yeah, yeah. very weird game go and google it mr mosquito is called it's weird i have a feeling i'm thinking of another game um possibly the bumblebee one you know the bumblebee one that you can play which uh, i think I'm is on the switch it, no i think there's a bumblebee one on the uh. switch can you just check that for me alistair because now i think i'm bumblebee video game switch i'm gonna put that into google now i think that's what i was thinking of when i said i don't think it's anime um mm. so it's maybe a miss memory but i don't care because i got it right anyway well, i mean there's there's bumblebee the movie that came out recently <laughs> the transformer one well bumblebee simulator yeah 2018 there we are. On, and it's on, on the switch ps4 xbox ah. switch and pc there's a bumblebee yeah. simulator oh yeah. wow yeah who'd have thought i'm, I'm gonna watch there's a video so many of this simulators. Now. <laughs> so there yeah so they are and it is on the switch so you're gonna you got the music there oh you do oh excellent Brilliant! I love it. I love Become it. Become a bee. Exciting. That's, that's a that's a good looking game. Yeah, it looks reasonable. I think that's what I was thinking of when when I was talking about Mr. Mosquito. Um, so yeah, either way, um, I don't care because actually that I got does right. look weirdly like Mr. Mosquito, but just a, a lot prettier. Yeah, yeah, and a bit less pornographic. Little bit, little, little less weird. Well, yeah. it's still kind of weird. But. It's very weird, but I'm, I'm going to go look at that game because it's but, kind of intriguing me now. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Anton. That makes it 2-2. Uh, two, two. Well two, done, two. Mike. Yeah, 2-2. Yeah, two, yeah, two. Yeah, well Ooh, it's all to play for. 
Absolutely. I like this new format. It's good fun. I wish we could do more of them, but I have to wait to the end of the episode every week. But anyway, uh, that is it for this week. We are available on Twitter. We're at NSUK Podcast on Twitter. As well as that, you can get us on all your, wherever you get your podcasts from, podcatchers. But if you can leave a review, that would be great. It's on Apple Podcasts because that's generally the best place for reviews. What else have we got, Alistair? Uh, well, we've got an email, good old-fashioned email. You can uh, send us one, which is podcast at nsukp.co.uk or you can uh, you can sign up and become a lovely new patron. You can mm-hmm. message us that way. I'm actually looking at setting up a Discord server as well so that all oh, the patrons can chat, chat us and each other. Cool. There's, um, there's two tiers on the Patreon, uh, the NES and the SNES, which are detailed on the website. I, I yeah. feel like we have to have somewhere in there that it that they ha- they do stand for something as well we, as NES we, we and do. SNES. It's, it's there. Is it there again? Yeah, it's always been there. Where? Why? I can't see it. I don't know. You're being blind. Mike. Okay. Well, anyway, what new, does it stand for again? New excellent super, supporter. And super, super new, new excellent, excellent supporter. supporter. Right. Yeah, I like that. Anyway, Anton, uh, what else? We've got the website. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about the Patreon, you can go to nhukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us and from the website uh, you can get links to our facebook twitter youtube uh, i picked up uh, that rumbo game we we're chatting about next week so i'm hoping to jump on a stream and give that a oh go. man you messaged and us and told us it was cheap on sale i meant to go yeah, buy no, and forgot I forgot as well i wonder if it's still cheap yeah, I'm going to go look when I go home. Yeah. I think it's only a fiver full price, so okay. it shouldn't sting too much. Excellent. Unlike the Bumblebee game or the Mr. Mosquito game, which would definitely sting. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, uh, that is it for this week. Have a fabulous week. We will be back in a week's time, barring a uh, special for a direct, if that gets announced. And of course, if you're on Patreon, you get a bunch of other stuff. So we'll see you there. But until then, goodbye. Cheerio. Au revoir.